Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Mark Abramson from Los Ranchos Gun Shop. Before the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, all of the, all this controversy going on with this attack on women, basically. I wanted to switch gears for just a minute. I've got a caller <clears throat> on the line. It's Joel, and uh, he was uh, formerly in the New Mexico Civil Guard. And there was a story that came out the other day in which the um, Civil Guard actually won a lawsuit against the city of Albuquerque. And they were paid $300,000. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You still with us, Joel? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm here. Okay. So, um, can, what can you talk? What can you tell us about that, Joel? So, from what I know, um, there was the the settlement with um, New Mexico Civil Guard. Anyone that was in it, there was a member at that time that was uh, falsely arrested that day. I'm sure everybody remembers Oñate and the, the shooting that happened that we weren't even a part of. Actually, we were just there. Uh, but pretty much what happened is they're saying that it would have costed a lot more in city fees and taxpayer money. So, you know, the one time they actually want to think about our money. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they paid us out and said it would have costed a lot more. Which yeah. I think is just their statement on it, but that's. I yeah, don't I think, think they would have really lost. Right. Yeah, I would have ended up paying a lot more in attorney's fees, probably, and a lot more in uh, damages to us. So can you talk about exactly, okay, for those of, uh, those of uh, that don't know the story about what happened at the Enyade studio, uh, you know, statue thing in which the bunch of hoodlums were there basically destroying public property. You know, the thing that gets me about that is that the I, I heard somebody saying, well, the Civil Guard was there and they were acting like police. Well, if the police were there acting like police, the Civil Guard wouldn't have been needed there to keep the peace. That's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You know, the police were not doing their jobs. Why is it that the police just stand idly by and allow a bunch of criminals to destroy public property and do nothing about it? Why aren't the police coming in there? And saying, okay, I want you all to clear out now, and whoever's still sticking around, I'm going to arrest every one of you, and then we're going to ask questions later. Because but you're all going to jail. And you know, the, the funny thing about it is they actually had undercovers that were in the crowd. They were watching it live. They've seen what was happening. There's footage of us doing nothing. I mean, all the proof is there. We were literally just there. We, did, we weren't instigating. We were actually talking with some of the crowd to get their point of view. Oh, I've seen the video. We, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't doing anything crazy. Yeah, we showed up armed, but that's just because we can. That's an open carry state, and you we have just wanted a, to make sure we were safe. You have a right to keep and bear arms protected by the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Also, exactly. the Second Amendment also protects your right to have a, have a militia, you know, it it it's it specifically has the word militia in there, and well, know, and the thing about it with militia is everybody is technically in the militia. Yeah, it's up to them whether they they pick up arms and fight back or they just 
sit back and watch. So everybody's technically a part of it if you're in the the United States. I think uh, that's that, why you're giving that right. I think that is one thing that is going to uh, probably deter a, an enemy from trying to do an invasion on American soil is the fact that you've got a lot of patriotic armed Americans that are going to come out of the woodwork all over the place, me included. Oh, and they're out there. I mean, we're everybody is just waiting for something to happen. Nobody wants to, you know, go full full on red alert. They they want to wait to actually see what's going on because you know they're they're throwing false flags left and right, trying to catch people and. Look at January 6th. Yeah. They're trying to catch people doing stuff, even though they set it up and proven that they have agents that were there. The CIA, FBI, all of them, they were all involved. Well, like they're going after so Donald I, Trump. You know, they've they've indicted him exactly. without any actual specific charges, and so now they're looking for a crime. They've indicted him, and now they're going to look for a crime. Yet we have exactly. a, a, a corrupt president and his family currently— living in the White House, in which we have hard evidence on them committing crimes and colluding yeah, with, I, I just seen that. with foreign countries, and yet nobody seems to care about that. You know, we have yeah, proof of crimes water there. Under the bridge. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, think it's, I, think, I think it's clear that I think in this country, I think we have a protected class. I mean, look at the thing, and I, and I predicted this one right from the beginning, the thing with Adam Baldwin, or a- Alec Baldwin, sorry, Adam, I like Adam Baldwin, I've met him. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I predicted that. <laughs> Adam's a big, cons- he's a big patriot, I like him. But anyway, Alec Baldwin, which he's an idiot anyway, but I mean, who who else gets, do I, I never heard it, is there some special law out there that if you're an actor, and you're shooting a movie that somehow you are not responsible for properly handling yeah. a firearm. I mean, I it's like number you're one, immune. you always assume. I, I I mean, in concealed carry class I've been to, you always assume that the weapon is loaded. Now, in this case, and I, actually, I've got a really great clip for this one. I I want to I want to play this because this is really good. This is something that came out. You got a few minutes, Joel? Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to play this clip. Um, okay, here we go. And there's just so much wrong Hello, everyone. With this. I'm Kira Phillips. We are coming on the air with some breaking news this hour. We have just learned that all charges are going to be dropped against award-winning actor Alec Baldwin. This comes on the... Does it have anything to do with the fact that he's an award-winning actor? Why would they throw that in there? Because they can. <laughs> He's an award-winning actor, so therefore we can't charge him with a crime, right? This is typical of jurisprudence in this state. Baldwin was overcharged. I mean, he should have been charged with some kind of negligent act. Yeah. There was no intent. I mean— No, I I don't believe there was either. And he had relied on an incompetent that he hired— uh, to uh, act as the gunsmith armorer in that case. and But he's guilty of something. But having been overcharged, overblown, having the Santa Fe prosecutor out of her element um, and getting outclassed by Baldwin's lawyers, um, yeah, they 
were left with this because they would have otherwise suffered the embarrassment of losing. I mean, that's, I mean, it happens here. Our now attorney general has dropped more cases when he was the district attorney here. And, you know, hopefully, uh, and it's not good for Steve Baca, uh, perhaps in June, but uh, Sam Bregman is a real prosecutor. And I really think he's going to do things. He's a Democrat. I don't care. He understands his job. I don't care as long as you're upholding the law. I don't care what political party and you are. And I'm excited about the fact that we have a district attorney, finally, who's going to be prosecuting cases and holding criminals or criminal suspects mm-hmm. to the proofs. Now we just need to have the police be able to put their investigations together. Um, but I think Steve's trial is in June. It's going to be one to watch. Yeah. Dealing with what Joel's talking about. Yeah. Well, let's continue this because there's some other points in here that I found interesting. The day that his movie Rust was set to resume following that fatal on-set shooting. Our investigative correspondent, Aaron Katursky, joining us with more. What do we know, Aaron? Kira, word came to us via sources just moments ago that the two counts of involuntary manslaughter against Alec Baldwin in connection with the shooting that killed Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust in New Mexico are going to be dropped. We now have a statement from Alec Alec Baldwin's attorneys saying we are pleased with the decision to dismiss the case against Alec Baldwin and we encourage a proper investigation into the facts and circumstances of this tragic accident. That statement from the attorneys for Alec Baldwin, Luke Nickus and Alex Spiro just moments ago. Baldwin had been charged with those two counts of involuntary manslaughter that had accused him of ignoring safety standards that are supposed to be the protocol for movie sets. Okay, now wouldn't that be safety standards? Standards that all of us are supposed to uh, to go by. It's like number one. One thing I learned in concealed carry class is you do not point a gun at anything you do not intend to destroy. You always assume that every gun is loaded. Now, okay, I understand. Even more so on a movie set in which you're using what is essentially a real gun. You don't trust anybody to tell you that that gun is not loaded. I'm sorry, Alec Baldwin, I I really do believe he should have been charged with something. Um, he was irresponsible. He should have taken that gun. He should have checked the ammunition in it. He should have made sure that, in fact, it did have blanks in it. And the fact that he lied about the fact that uh, that he didn't pull the trigger, that just went off by itself. I, you know, I have a couple of, of cults of that model, and I'm sorry, they don't go off by themselves. Well, he's an actor. They he has, don't. He cock- has a wild imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they don't cock themselves, and they certainly don't pull the trigger themselves. That's for sure. You know, once they're cocked back, they stay cocked until you pull the trigger. And not only that, but he should have checked the gun himself. I'm sorry. Somebody else checked it? Sure. Well, let's continue this because there's some more good stuff. They also uh, really said that Alec Baldwin was negligent as as the, the lead producer on the film. And there were enhancements included in those charges, Kira, that would have called for some significant prison time had he been found guilty. His attorneys have always said, and Baldwin told ABC's George Stephanopoulos, that he did not pull the trigger. That's not how he operates and that he had no reason to believe that there would be a live round in the chamber of the gun well we never believe that they're you know if the gun is supposedly unloaded that it has a live well yeah that's fine but you don't trust the fact that you think there probably isn't a live round in the gun 
especially when you're pointing it at someone. Three fundamental rules of firearm safety, but I don't know if they were allowed on the set because Alec Baldwin is a world-renowned actor. So he doesn't need to be trained, I guess. Oh, I see. But ultimately, you know, it'll be interesting to see, but civilly, he's liable. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if somebody and, sues him big time. And see, I would if I was the family. And I believe they will. But yeah. having him suffer a day in jail for killing somebody? What's, it's New Mexico. What's the big deal? <laughs> and now the prosecutor in New Mexico has here? dropped those two <laughs> counts of involuntary manslaughter. The special prosecutor in the case had already resigned. And now we learn that the, the whole case against Alec Baldwin is going away. And our Kana Whitworth out of Los Angeles. Now, Kana, what does this mean for Baldwin's co-defendant and ex-Rust armorer, uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed? I mean, charges still stand against her, right? It looks like it's falling on her now. Kira, you're exactly right. So while Baldwin is breathing a sigh of relief here, all things are still moving forward with this armor, with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Nothing has changed for her at this moment. She is facing uh, this count of involuntary manslaughter, and she will still stand trial at this point. And again, that trial, the preliminary part of it is set to start on May 3rd. And so... We have called out to the DA's office there. We are waiting for a statement from them, but we have not heard that yet. So again, as you mentioned, Kira, all things right now are falling directly in the lap of the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who still faces her charges. We also want to point out, too, that we, of course, can't forget about Dave Halls. He was in charge of safety on the set, and a reminder that he has already accepted a plea deal there. Uh, He was sentenced to six months of unsupervised probation for the negligent discharge of that firearm firearm on the set of rust so as we watch this go forward now all eyes there of course Kara, are on hannah gutierrez reed all right kana whitworth also our aaron katursky thank you so much i'm kira phillips you can so you know the other thing too is why was live ammunition on the set you know i heard somebody mention something about that it's like well you know we can't figure out who brought the live ammunition i i think they i think they know who brought the live informa- uh, the live ammunition on set and i think they're all keeping their mouth shut and covering for them there were some serious safety violations going on i mean they were shooting uh, just for fun all over the set there were mm-hmm. complaints the police knew about it um, I wonder, are we going to get the state money that the film got? Uh, are we going to get that back now that the movie has moved production to Montana? I wonder. I doubt it. What do you think about that armor? I think she's. Yeah, probably, um, I think that armor is going to go down. What do you think, Joel? So, actually, the, the funny thing about this is I was actually a background in a couple of TV shows. I don't recall the names right now. But I was in parts because I was in the military at that time. I did background work. And it was with guns and it was shooting scenes. And we had blanks. Everybody checked their stuff. They had an actual armor go to each person, verify. We checked our own weapons as well. And so I don't see how someone of that caliber in acting doesn't have someone that checks his weapon for him. Or, it was like you said, it was a setup. My understanding so someone is, purposely put it in there. My understanding is that the armorer uh, is the daughter of a very famous armorer. Yeah, I've heard that too. And was out of her element. And it's sad. It's tragic for her 
this was not an intentional yeah. act. It's incompetent. Mm-hmm. It's inept. It's, uh, but she's going to suffer the consequences because she was out of her element or because Baldwin hired an incompetent in a role. And it's, it's, it's. Well, the other thing, too, with blanks and real ammunition, they look pretty similar. Yeah. Unless you know exactly what you're looking for. That's true. So someone could have swapped it out before she could have done her check and put everything in, and someone swapped out the mag. Easy as that. Well, you know, with something like that, there should be a very, very strict chain of custody. You know, for yeah, exactly. And I don't know. That's a mess. Anyway, um, and then the state of New Mexico trying to pass a law outlawing militias. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which they failed at. Yeah, thank goodness for Which that. You, the, the other thing with that is they actually, so the whole the whole court case that happened with Civil Guard and all that stuff, so it was, they won it on a technicality. They didn't prove anything. They didn't say that we actually did something and can go after us. They got us on a technicality. That was it. And, and really, what who they were going after is not us, because we were acting as we the people. We were individuals. Yeah, there was a name thrown out there, but it's not an actual organization, because they were going after the Facebook street group, bunch of just random people that showed up. They weren't going after anything tied to any actual people. I think the whole... So they're trying to... Lo- I think the whole Anyate uh, statue thing, the whole thing was a setup. Um, oh, it definitely was. Because, because why were I the didn't even know about that. Them? Well, and the police knew about it before I did. They already had cameras up. They had everything ready. They were, and they the were next instructed day, to stand back. The police were instructed yeah. to well, stand back. Well, we didn't even know about it. All they of us that showed up. Yeah, they were just around the corner in buses. Yeah. You know, we're seeing, and they were in the museum. We're seeing a lot of this stuff where they're they're letting people they're sending a message out to people that you can do whatever you want, and we're not going to arrest you. It's like like uh, was it last weekend where they had this teen takeover of this city, and I, I watched some of the video from. I mean, they're running around like wild animals, breaking windows, burning cars, jumping on cars. Um, Assaulting people. Well, you see in Chicago, right? Yeah, and and they, you know, they emptied out a Walmart. Well, you know, Chicago. I I believe I heard Chicago has a total of like four Walmart stores. Every single one of those WalMarts, Walmart is closing them all down because their mm-hmm. their their argument on that is, hey, we've been losing money on the all of these stores forever because of all the crime and the fact that. Uh, crime does not get, you know, it, nothing gets enforced in Chicago, and they're get, robbing them blind. I, I, I found one video on social media, I think it was yesterday, of a, uh, a Walmart that had been trashed, and somebody was showing around, and the, the place was destroyed. I mean, everything was torn off the shelves, everything was off the floor, thing, on the floor, things were broken. Um, the store was a mess. Because they just came in like a, like a mob and trashed the place. And that's what's happening all over the country now, in, especially in these cities in which they're not enforcing the law. Blue cities. Blue cities. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've had a little bit of that going on in Albuquerque, and I suspect it might get worse. 
Yeah, when you think about Oh, yeah. Well, that's why they closed the one here, because of they yeah. started crying. Yeah, they, they closed one at Walmart in Albuquerque just for that reason. And it destroys communities. Yeah. Because what the International District, War Zone, whatever you want to call it, that Walmart served a valuable function in that community, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Right. And the neighborhood still needs a grocery store. And mm-hmm. otherwise, you have convenience stores which are very expensive, which also are getting robbed blind. Yeah. And who's going to stand in that place when a few people repeatedly go in and steal time and time again and the police can't respond? Walmart's uh, risk management people can't respond. And it's cheaper you're, to you're close You're not allowed to down. stop them. If you see a shoplifter carrying out whatever, big old objects, TVs, you're not allowed to stop them. And if you do stop them, they can sue you. Which is ridiculous because the Constitution yeah. also guarantees your right to life, liberty, and property. And you should be allowed to protect your own property. But what happens nowadays is not only do they not charge the criminals, is that if you try to stop the criminals, they'll charge you. Mm-hmm. They go after you. Yep. And, you know, all the uh, discount stores, the Dollar Trees and and the like, the employees are told, don't interfere, let it walk, um, be a witness, and rarely are the police available to have an enforcement tool. Um, You know, Well, I've seen thousands of dollars walk out of the door right in front of me. I've got a Harbor Freight getting tools, and people just take carts full of tools out and walk right out. Yeah, I was at a Harbor Freight. That reminds me, I was at a Harbor Freight just the other day. It's like one of my favorite stores to go to. And uh, one of the uh, ladies that was working there, I mean, she didn't put up with it. Some guy tried to rip him off, and she stopped him. And then she was, I, I was standing there, and she was yelling, you're, you're a criminal. You need to get out of here. I and, like the and, guy from the guitar so, store. Yeah. Oh, I still, yeah, did, I love that did you guy. See the story, did you see the video from Guitar Center, Joel? That one was hilarious. <laughs> no, they, I didn't see that one. The guy was getting ready to steal a guitar and walk out the door with it. They tackled him before he got out the door. They grabbed the guitar out of his hands, and the guy just laid on the floor. They said, you need to get out right now. And uh, he wouldn't get up and get out, so they picked him up like a suitcase and carried him out and threw him out on the sidewalk. And he laid there like a victim. Yeah, he laid there like a victim. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always play a victim, even if they're the instigator. Look, look for that video on, on, I think it's on Facebook, Joel. It'll make you laugh, especially what happened yeah. after they threw yeah, him the out. At the Guitar Center? At the Guitar Center, yeah. Especially after they threw him out, apparently he lost a shoe in the process. So he's laying out there for a minute, and then the door <laughs> opens up, and the shoe comes flying out of the door and, and lands on him. It was, it was great. <laughs> it was a great that's video. <laughs> but see, that's what people need to do. You know, people need to... Uh, to, I hate to say this, people need to take take, take I'm, I'm responsibility still wait, I'm still for their to, own stuff. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear about the lawsuit that he brings upon the, the guitar. Oh, I'm sure that's going to happen. I wouldn't yeah, be a bit surprised. I'm, I haven't heard about it, but I was waiting for it. You know, that, that reminds me. I'm sure someone reached out to him to start it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some, some stupid uh, lawyer that's just looking out to make a buck. I mean, there's so many corrupt lawyers out there. I mean, I, I have no respect for lawyers that do that kind of stuff. I'm a lawyer. You're a lawyer? You're a lawyer? Really? I didn't know you were a lawyer. Yeah. I said lawyers that do that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did qualify. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of good ones out there. <laughs> I didn't know you were a lawyer, though. 
Okay, well, I guess I won't tell any lawyer jokes then. There are no lawyer jokes. <laughs> you know, the one where 10 lawyers are at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Yeah, it's good a good start. start. Yeah. <laughs> why, they bury lawyers eight, why they bury lawyers eight feet or 10 feet deep. Because deep down, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, I hadn't heard that one before. That's good. <laughs> okay, no more lawyer yeah. jokes. Yeah. You, know, you know, talking about, you know, taking, you know, just... Taking things into your own hands a little bit. I, I saw a thing the other day. This was a really interesting article where a, uh, you know, there's this problem with people basically finding a house that is, say, for sale or for rent and it's vacant. And so they just move into it and they squat and they sometimes will even make up fake leases. And then the owner comes along and says, hey, you know, why are you in my house? I'm trying to sell it or rent it out. And then they claim that, oh, well, no, I got a lease for this house. And, of course, what the police are going to do when they come by, their hands are kind of tied. They're going to say, well, it's a civil matter. you got to take them to court. Okay. So you can basically get away with almost anything that's a civil matter because – you know, kind of like the Democrats, where I was talking to Stephanie Lohr the other day, where they're just passing this unconstitutional stuff, and their attitude is they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the law. You know, it's like they, their attitude is, yeah, we're going to pass it, and you can sue us. That's like, <laughs> wow. Exactly. You know, that's the world we live in now. But anyway, so, so there was this uh, bunch of people that moved into this vacant house, and the owner found out about it because she was trying to sell it, and her handyman came by and told her about it. Well, so what they did was they used their own scam against them. What what the handyman did is created his own lease, waited for the people to leave the house, and when they left the house, he went in, changed the locks, and moved in himself, and then when they came back, says, oh, no, I got a lease here, and guess what the cops said when the cops came by? Oh, it's a civil matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy said, "I want your crap out of here by the end of the day," you know, and and it that's was out. Funny. Yeah, that's great, but you know, that's what people need to do. I mean, but yeah, it's it's a business. Use their own tactics. Yeah, it is. It is a business model. You're right. It, it is a long process because my best friend, when she married this other man, he had a house in Rio Rancho, and he leased it out to people who said they were foster parents and took care of children. They paid one month rent and they lived there for six years. He still had to pay the mortgage on it and the insurance or whatever, and they never paid him a nickel, and they did not make him move. They kept saying, take it to court. Six years later, it's still in court. Well, Yeah. So, uh, Joel, you got yeah, anything else for us? We're coming up at the break. I've, uh, unless you got something else, we'll go ahead and terminate the call. Um, yeah, I, I just want to put out there for everybody that, that thinks all hope was lost that we really did win all the way around. Yes, you Even did. Even though there wasn't a legit order winning, by them paying out, they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. So if you need to take matters into your own hands, if things are getting out of hand, then do it. There are peaceful I mean, ways to take metals, gotta, matters into your own hands. I, su- I suggest you do it. Exactly. Yeah. We're All right, still Joel. around there. We- Joel, call in anytime you want. All righty. Thank you. See ya. Bye. All right, everybody. After the break, um, got some other good stories here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, Washington State has now passed a law similar to that of California, in which they can take your children and uh, gender transition them without the uh, permission of the parents. It's disgusting. We'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella.
Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Mark Abramson. I'd like to invite you to uh, email us your questions, comments, suggestions to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And if you're listening to the, and if you're listening to and watching us on the live stream on Friday, give us a call with your, um, join the conversation, 505-444-5059. I don't have your mic on yet. Now I do. <laughs> well, we'd sure like to hear from you. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, so um, as I've told you guys before, I've been basically producing the show myself now, and I'm, I'm 100% producing the show myself. Video, audio, the whole works. Oh, we got a caller. Yay. Guess who it is? Three guesses. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Tamara? <laughs> okay, 
I have a funny real quick story that happened to me on Wednesday. Okay, go for it. Okay, and it was after I, you know, paid my ticket that I got, that I did deserve. We got I a, was what did you get a ticket for? Remember, I was speeding in Corrales, trying oh, to get to a okay. house pet sitting job, and I was late because there was a wreck on course. I deserved it. I did, was speeding. Whether okay, you deserved it or not, did you just go okay. in and pay it, or did you plead? How did you did you go to court? No, I well, I went to court, but I did play it. But that I mean, pay it. Oh, but that's not okay. the funny should, story. Okay, go okay, ahead. So on the okay, so on the way leaving. Um, I thought I would stop by the Corrales Horse Arena and check it out because I haven't, you know, I mean, I trained all my life and I hadn't been in there for a couple of years. Uh-huh. So I went in there and, of course, I got on live. There's construction workers building something between the community center and had their materials in the parking lot, fenced in in the parking lot of the horse arena. And they were building whatever they're building. Okay. So I went in there and I was doing my little live video around about what I thought about the arena and this and that, blah, blah. Mm, yeah. Okay. A cop <laughs> comes up to, there's not actual gates, but the gate, you know, to the parking lot. Uh-huh. Okay. He slows way down. He didn't come to a complete stop, but he slows way down. I mean, he was like one mile per hour. He might as well have been stopped. He scopes out the place. I don't know. Girl, boy, I don't know what he was. Okay. The windows were super dark on his cop yeah. car. Huh. Okay. He scopes out the place. So I knew right then that someone called him. On a little old lady. Okay. Walking around the public, public Corrales Arena. Uh-huh. Little old lady. Okay. So. He looks suspicious. He, he drives in real slow, and he does the round, go way out around thing around my car. Mm-hmm. And I waved at him all nice and smiled. And he does his slow drive around. And then he goes over to the arena fence, and he drives along the arena fence. And he pulls, he turns and pulls in directly behind my car so he could run my plates. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm a little old lady walking around a public place. Yeah? And so, someone called the cops. So where's the funny part? Well, isn't that funny? I think it was funny. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> well, there was a punchline. The funny part was a little old lady. Why did they call in a public place on a little old lady? Because <laughs> those little old ladies, you never know what you never you never know what they're liable to do. Little old lady from Pasadena. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> you got well, anything else I for us, Tamara? To his vehicle. He did not get out of his vehicle and ask me what I was doing or be, be nice at all. He just sat back there and watched. Right, yeah. He wanted to make sure you weren't a cold-blooded killer or something that was going to, you know, pull out a gun and open fire or something. You never know nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they yep, have that to do. Little old ladies do that all the time. <laughs> but you got a good point there, Mark. You know... Maybe they're just bored, and it's like that's the most excitement he had all day long. Right. Okay, yeah. I'll let you guys go. Other than busting people for going over 25 miles per hour. I got caught one time going over 25 miles per hour through there. You do not break that 25-mile-an-hour <laughs> speed limit. I'm telling you, they'll get you. All right, talk to you later, Tamara. Okay, bye. See ya. 
505-444-5059 if you want to call in and join the conversation. So uh, I was looking at this article here where they were talking about in Washington State. And apparently they, let's see, they passed a bill known as Senate Bill 5599, sponsored by Senator Marco Leos, uh, will allow certified shelters to contact the Department of Children, Youth, and Families instead of parents for children seeking reproductive health services or gender-affirming care. And this is the same kind of nonsense they did in California. Uh, Newsom was all in on this thing, where basically it allows for someone to literally kidnap a child, take them to California, and as long as they say it's for gender-affirming care, in other words, they're going to uh, uh, sex change your child without your permission, then they will prevent the parents from being involved. And apparently Washington State uh, took their cues from California, and now they're doing the same thing. Just watch the next legislative session here. Oh, I know they're going to try it here, too. They will. She already passed the bill for the uh, mm-hmm. gender-affirming care. The, the taxpayer will be responsible for it. Yeah. They did yeah. pass a bill for that in New for Mexico. reproductive health services. I, mm-hmm. I like how they rename everything to make it sound, you know, so nice. It's like, well, who wouldn't want, you know, health care services? Gender-affirming care. I don't know. I think the world has lost its mind. <laughs> and the, the advantage is that they will not reproduce. That is true. They won't. No. If you get gender-affirming care, you will not be reproducing. I, I, I'm hearing, uh, I hear these stories all the time about how we have a, um, the population of the world in general is, is getting older um, and that at some point uh, we might run into a real serious problem with a low population. And all of these things they're doing with this going in and going after children at a young age when they're like literally in like kindergarten and first grade and confusing them and trying to get them to basically sterilize themselves because that's what happens if they get gender-affirming care – they are not going to be able to ever have a family. They will never be able to reproduce. And not only that, but I've read some information out there that, number one, they're experimenting on your child. This is stuff in which they have no idea what the long-term effects is going to be. And we could end up with um, children that have conditions in which we can only imagine at this point in time. And a lifetime of being chemically um, treated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be on medication for the rest of their life. They're never going to be able to have a family. They're never going to be able to have a child. Um, And there's a darn good chance that they will alienate themselves from ever having a relationship. Perhaps. I I can't... When an adult makes an adult decision... 
they they can go through that process and work with a, a counselor or a psychologist mm-hmm. and and make those decisions. But taking a vulnerable youth who may be suffering from groupthink or having an, a, perhaps an overly aggressive teacher or friend who is going through some psychological difficulty and then convinces all their other friends that they're that they have this confused state, it's uh, it's tragic because it does have lifelong consequences. And uh, I know we talked about. It before the show, but uh, I think what's going to stop this is when the lawsuits start, once that child who's been uh, operated on and chemically castrated uh, becomes an adult and decides maybe they just weren't happy to begin with, Yeah, and this was not the proper course of treatment, or that they were convinced or allowed or the parents facilitated this this transition um we are really opening up pandora's box because we're playing a godlike role yeah yeah well i don't know i think we're in the you know between shutting down the schools for two years in a lot of places and forcing uh children to wear a mask during their years in which they're forming bonds with friends and things like that and essentially uh, impairing their ability to communicate with other people and now this it seems like one attack after the other i i I really do believe that uh, we might very well see a, a a generation which is just completely destroyed and it kind of makes me wonder about how they're going to be able to produce the next generation after them. Isn't that part of the plan? I, I, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. You know, you know, accuse me of having a tinfoil hat, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I really do think that it, that is part of the plan. I think, you know. Huge population control. Huge. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, we've heard all of these, you know, people talking about, I mean, talking, you know, Bill Gates, things like that. Mm-hmm talking about how they want to reduce the world population. Well, this is one good way to do it. They're doing it several ways, though. I mean, if, in every way you can think of, now they're shooting at the meat with the mRNA, yeah. the vegetables. If you see A-P-E-A-L on your, the little label on your fruit, don't buy it. It's already been, you know, you can't wash off this um, infectious thing. Well, yeah, I, I did some reading about that. Okay, now, yeah, that's an interesting thing, and it's really, really, I, I did a lot of research on that. Okay, I thought there's something to this. Now, the the idea is with this A-P-E-E-L, A-P-E-E-L and you'll, you'll see it labeled on various different kinds of produce. Apparently, in the United States, it's real common to be on avocados, but uh, they're, they're thinking about putting it on a lot of other things, too. Because it makes it last longer. It makes it last longer. And, and the idea is, is that it's an invisible coating that is on the, the vegetable or whatever, and it traps the moisture in because the, what happens is, is when you have fruit or a vegetable that rots, what causes it to do that is it has its own natural barrier, but that barrier breaks down. And when that barrier breaks down, oxygen gets in, and then it, it basically allows other things to start growing and consuming that vegetable or, or, or fruit or wherever it is. So what this 
appeal does <clears throat> is it it blocks that uh, it, that oxygen from getting in to to that uh, fruit or vegetable for a longer period of time than the natural production that 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 thing has. Now, the question here is: is they say that this uh, appeal is uh, made from natural um, natural things. Now, maybe it is, but the thing is, is if you go to the websites, they're real cryptic and they don't really tell you what it's made out of. Um, but one thing that I was able to uncover is that, you know how for years that they've been demonizing trans fat? Mm-hmm. Okay, funny they name it that. But anyway, um, so they've removed it from almost everything because it's really bad for you. Okay, so if you look at the labels on a lot of your foods that you buy and they list the the things in there, trans fat is typically zero. They've managed to get rid of it. Apparently, this appeal stuff actually is high in trans fat. Now, that's what I read. I'm not 100% be able to verify that, but that's that's what I read. So the question is, is let's say you want to eat healthy and you want to eat your vegetables and your fruits and things like that, and you go to produce and, and you're wanting to eat, eat healthy, but keep in mind that this coating that is on these things, you're eating that too. And it doesn't wash off. And it doesn't wash off. You can't wash it off and get it off your veg. It it, bound, it binds itself to whatever they put it on. So you're eating that along with whatever your vegetable or your fruit is. And from what I understand, it's high in, high in trans fat. So you're reintroducing trans fat into your diet. So look look at the situation. They had this the scandemic, plandemic, whatever. It didn't the booster shots and the shots didn't kill enough people. No, no. So now they're gonna coat the food with all this stuff and hopefully and inject it also with the mRNA. So they're trying everything they can to reduce the population. They spray everything. The only farmers that are allowed to grow any fruit to you know to yeah actually yeah. they have to be agree to coat the yeah yeah. But Stella, it's FDA approved, doesn't that? Make it, doesn't that you make your mind at ease? Not anymore. <laughs> FDA doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> no, no, the FDA doesn't mean anything. We don't trust the FDA anymore. Oh, I mean, people. after everything that that we've seen over the past few years, um, where the FDA approves uh, so-called drugs that are supposedly vaccines that have had no clinical trials, they don't know what what's going to happen to you 10 years from now after you take this so-called vaccine or even 10 years after you eat some of this appeal or people eat a whole bunch of, it's like they think they're they're being healthy and and they're being organic it, apparently they're even putting this stuff on organic yeah. stuff that is labeled organic yes they are and it's it's the grocery industry that's insisting on it mm-hmm. it's not the growers per se but they want more shelf life. Well, the only growers allowed to to actually have a farm and produce anything is if they agree to coat it with that and, stuff. And here's if the, you don't, then your farm is closed down. You're gone. No good. Well, but, here's the thing. This stuff has nothing to do with your health. It has nothing to do what's good for you or good for the consumer. It's all about so the big corporations can make more money. I mean, that's that's all it's about. That it nothing else. You know, and we have found over the past few years i mean i you know i over the past few years my idea about big corporations my attitude towards them has really really changed 180 degrees you know 
I used to be one of these people. I'm a capitalist, and I used to say that, you know, demonizing these big corporations, why are you doing that? You're just demonizing people that have been successful. But these big corporations, a lot of them have become so greedy that they've become just evil. Like Big Pharma? Yeah, and they're just and they're just pushing stuff that's not good for you. And just like this, it's like they're pushing this not for any other reason other than the fact it's going to improve their profit margin. That's it. That's the only reason. Yeah. There's just, I mean, what can you say? Uh, and I don't, this is the first I've heard of this. Uh, and I'm trying to introduce a lot more fruits and vegetables into, you know, what I eat. And for things with appeal, maybe it's less of a problem. But where you're eating the fruit, you know, peel and all, you're obviously, you know, your intake includes that. So if you're eating a pear, nobody peels their pear. No, I like the skin on my vegetables. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's probably the healthiest part, or at least well, it used to If you can't be. wash it off, can you peel it off maybe? I don't know. Does it like get, on an orange. How much does can it you... absorb into the fruit or vegetable? You know, I don't know. Yeah, and we probably will never know. No, I don't think we will either. I mean, I really did some, di- <laughs> really did some research on this one. This one just caught my attention. It's like, so I was like digging and digging and researching and researching, and it's like, boy, it looks like they've intentionally just tried to make it so that you can't find out very much about it and you get the same carbon copy story across various different outlets which, well you know. and, and the problem is you're the one in the tinfoil hat that nobody listens to because you obviously are an outlier yeah yeah because She's you're a conspiracy questioning theorist, yeah <laughs> questioning authority how dare you how mm-hmm. dare me do that it's like you know i'm just asking questions i i think everybody should be asking don't just take somebody's word for it by the way, on that topic, did you hear how TikTok is basically now they are going to start blocking um, anybody that is um, asking questions that might have a uh, negative opinion towards climate change? TikTok. A lot of people are just think TikTok's just wonderful, but now TikTok's going to be censoring you too. They're going to be TikTok. They're going to be censoring anybody that is questioning the validity of the whole climate change argument. See, you just don't understand because I work in an industry that gets ratcheted down by social media already. So what's the big deal? But, you know, by the way, on that topic, Mark, have you um, have you had to deal with any banks uh, and had any trouble in that area dealing with banks as far as getting funding? No, the banks have been okay. Some won't touch it. Some insurance companies won't touch it. But, um, you know, the most of the banks are fine. Yeah, because I'm hearing these stories in which they're talking about uh, how banks and they're, they're adopting these ESG uh, policies and things like that where, you know, it, it seems like to me that a lot of companies nowadays, it seems like um, they're not necessarily focused on the on their shareholders. They're more focused on being a warrior for ESG. And, and, and even to the self-destruction of their own company, I, I don't understand that mentality 
I, I don't understand what's driving that. You know, what, what's driving people to uh, destroy their own business by saying, oh, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to be for this whole climate change agenda and this ESG thing, uh, even though, and, and why aren't the shareholders upset about this? Well, I think they're not being told because when capitalists are controlling the messaging and they're turning their backs on the profit motive that historically has driven businesses, mm-hmm. um, even in the notion of being a good corporate citizen, uh, it's a problem because it should be about some responsibility, but about the dollar. Yeah. Because the investment, do- the rate of return is predicated on generating revenue. Yet so much of social media has a really weird profit motive. Yeah. Because Facebook's free unless you try to monetize it. Mm -hmm. TikTok is free unless you try to monetize it. And it's, uh, I don't, I don't know enough about it because they've kind of restricted what we can do. Yeah. In, in the firearms industry anyway, and in others. Well, I mean, you know, I went to college and you do have to be, um, conscious of being a good steward when you're running a business to a certain extent. I mean, it's not, you know, if anybody misunderstood me when I said that uh, you have to be, you know, they should be focused on their shareholders' profit, that should be their, one of their top priorities. But at the same time, you do have to balance that with, okay, are we doing something that is harming our customers? You know, um, are we doing something which is harming, um, you know, just, harming our 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 environment our society but when you go overboard with that you got to have some kind of balance here yeah well i just there is no balance because it's being controlled by whoever you know owns it so if it's the you know zuckerberg and the you know the cabal that that owns meta they decide what they're willing to do and their their audience insists on that which is why you know while you i know on this uh, media format you're using facebook but you're also on alternative media yeah because you could be shut down in a minute oh i'm not counting on facebook at all i mean even though i'm streaming this on facebook i'm also streaming it on twitter which I don't believe I'm going to be shut down on Twitter. And I'm also uh, streaming it on Rumble, and I definitely don't think I'll ever get shut down on Rumble. No. So, yeah. I would agree. A lot of people are migrating to Rumble, and it's like I, I always advise a lot of my listeners, it's like, listen on Rumble, because they're like the best. They are. So, I don't know. You know, another interesting story I saw, and this is like, uh, this actually I found rather surprising, is in Israel, there there was this movement to try to pass a law against Christian proselytizing. Can't see if I can say this name. Proselytizing, preaching, basically. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just say that. Okay, Seek, seeking converts. Exactly, seeking converts, going out and spreading the word, um, and they were trying, in, this is in Israel, and they were trying to pass a law against people going out and essentially preaching and witnessing to people. Um, Even on social media, just to mention it. 
Yeah. Yeah, anything. Insane. Mm-hmm. It's, well, the argument is that the Jewish people have uh, suffered greatly and, uh, you know, through, you know, leading up, you know, to the establishment of the state of Israel. And for Christians to come in and seek converts among the Jewish community uh, is a means by which to undermine, you know, the efficacy of a Jewish state. I mean, I understand that, but the LDS have been there for a long time, and LDS, I mean, for whatever, I mean, that's part of their mission is to spread their version of, you know, the truth and seeking converts and i don't i don't know what the answer you know was but um yeah the the rabbis because it's it's a it's a um it's not a uh, religious state but it is a religious state um are very concerned right much like you can't proselytize in muslim countries well you're good at saying that word Pro, pro, I, I'm usually good with words, and I cannot say that word. Pros, well, because my people have been the victims of your <laughs> proselytization. He has a down pack. <laughs> so you've had plenty of practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, so um, <clears throat> in the third hour, among other things, I want to talk about this, this thing with uh, this continuing conversation about AI and uh, Elon Musk was. I watched it on, on Fox News where they interviewed Tucker Carlson, actually interviewed uh, Elon Musk about the dangers of AI and, and where it could lead. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. I think this is going to be a, a topic that's going to be continual because I think that we're going to continue to see more things develop on this. So, anyway, um, you're listening to. Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Mark Abramson. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. 